Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody out there, and welcome to another edition of the Magic Our Way podcast. I am not Kevin. I am Danny. I'm handling the hosting duties for today. Kevin and the family are in California right now. They literally drove cross-country, kid you not, from Louisiana to California several days in a car to visit relatives and, of course, the happiest place on Earth, Disneyland. So I guess that makes Kevin, I don't know, Clark Griswold? A brave man. A very brave man. I could never do that. With me today is my brother-in-law, Aaron. Diehard fans might remember Aaron from our On the Balcony series of trip reports that we did during our last vacation in Disney World. Hello, I am a poor substitute for Kevin, but uh, <laughs> I am definitely a fill-in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right, man. I mean, Kevin left it up to my judgment to tag anybody that I saw fit to go ahead and host. Good, we can blame it on you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can blame it on the fact that I don't know how to use Skype and call somebody else. <laughs> There you go. So we're going to do the show, me and Aaron. Uh, like I said, you might remember Aaron uh, from our infamous On the Balcony segments where we sat around, got drunk. Uh, nothing's going to change. We'll still do the same things, except we won't have a balcony. For today's episode, Aaron and I decided to do more of an adult-themed show. And that's to say that most of the time when we do the show, me and Kevin, we try and do it from a more family-friendly approach. This time, we're going to be talking about things that adults would appreciate about a trip to Walt Disney World. And of course, what adult trip to Walt Disney World would be complete without a little drinking around the world? And so that's what we're going to cover tonight. We're going to take you around the world of Epcot and country by country, we're going to go through what we like to imbibe when we're on vacation in Disney World. After that, as two people who regularly participate in the Disney Dining Program, we're also going to go through a lot of our favorite restaurants. And we're going to go through them, but we're going to break them down in a way... Um, we're going to break them out in a way that will make it a little bit easier for anybody out there who might be listening to decide where they would like to go because... We're going to look at it from the perspective of, if you're on the dining plan, which of these restaurants will give you the most bang for your buck, with kids, without kids? Which of these restaurants are the best date restaurants to go to if you're going just with your significant other? Now, please be warned in advance that we are drinking right now. And Kevin, uh, when he does this, is it, very family friendly. He doesn't like us to curse, and we're going to do our best to follow up on Kevin's philosophy for recording, uh, but if we slip up here and there, shit happens. Again, I'm a poor substitute. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to deal with the more adult side of Disney, and we're going to be covering that kind of stuff. But first up, I'm going to cover a couple of news items here, so let's go on over to the queue. <laughs> All right, first up on the queue, this is uh, kind of a week old news, but um, I wanted to cover it anyway because it has to deal with one of my pet peeves, and that's the uh, Avatar Land. And basically, uh, James Cameron kind of revealed a little bit about Avatar Land, the name of it, which would be uh, Pandora, the land of Avatar, very imaginative. For those who don't know what Avatar is, it's a movie about blue people who live in harmony with their environment, 
and the evil forces of civilization coming in to strip mine their planet and their way of life. It's been compared to Dances with Wolves. It's an apt comparison. I wish I could give you more details about it, but I only had the strength to sit through it once, and I don't know that I've ever made it through a complete sitting. I've had to take breaks here and there because it's long and strung out and really never really captured my attention. I imagine this movie just hit as big as it did because of the spectacular experience of watching it in 3D on an IMAX screen. Now we are a little bit more accustomed to IMAX and 3D, so not that big of a deal anymore. And as far as the Avatar characters themselves go, nothing memorable about them whatsoever to me. I, I, I couldn't even tell you a character's name in there. I, I, that's how little they resonated to me. I, I know they're the Navi, and it's because I have it right there in front of me. Otherwise, th that name would have been going out of my head. They were kind of wooden to me. No one really stood out. So, yeah, that's why I really have a problem with this particular property being what we're getting added to the Animal Kingdom. Because of everything else, Disney is about character. Engaging characters that draw you in with their personality and make you care about them. Avatar, much like many other James Cameron movies, to me featured a set of really, really, really cool visuals, things that you like to see in IMAX 3D, but nothing that resonated with you, nobody you could remember. But that's getting beyond the story. So James Cameron said about Avatar Land, quote, it's going to have floating mountains. It's pretty cool. I've seen the model and the design work of the Imagineering people, and what they've done is spectacular. They've got a quarter inch to the scale model of the whole park, and I've looked at all the sight lines. It's not a park. It's a land within the park, but a land is not just a ride. There will be several rides and a number of other attractions. It's really just a place you're going to want to go and hang out. It's going to be gorgeous. Of course it's going to be gorgeous at night, and they're using every new trick, every new bit of technology that they've created. He goes on to talk about how the Navi animatronic characters are going to be fantastic and they're going to have a lot of range of motion, especially in the face. Uh, and that all sounds good and everything. But where this story gets interesting is that there was two attractions that people pretty much understood were going to be coming out of this Avatar land. One was a simulator ride through Pandora on the back of a Banshee, which is one of those flying creatures uh, from the movie. And you're going to be able to explore Pandora. It's pretty cool, but it's not exactly original. I've seen this before. Uh, Harry Potter. Spider-Man's another one that does it. It's not, to me, something that I'm particularly looking forward to. What I was looking forward to is the boat ride, because I am a sucker for the slow-moving boat rides through fantastic scenery. And, unfortunately, the Navi River Journey, that's what it was slated to have been called, uh, was set to be a bioluminescent dark ride that would feature uh, the Navi animatronics. The attraction would share a small portion of the simulator show building as part of the ride path. So the rumor is, is that this will not happen now. That it's going to be pushed back to phase two because of budget cuts due to cost overruns for My Magic Plus and for Shanghai Disney. If that's the case, that would be tragic because I, I don't know of any other attractions that that they have going. I can't imagine a park with just one attraction. And even James Cameron himself kind of alludes to the fact that there's going to be several attractions. So um, I hope this is a, a mistake. And it, my chat reported they're generally pretty reliable. But it, it has been disputed since then that there is no phase two. 
when it opens up, it's all opening up as one, and what you get is what you're going to get, and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So having said that, as much as I'm not a fan of Avatar, I am looking forward to there being another attraction. I do think it will be cool to have a boat ride where things light up at night. I, I, I am kind of looking forward to that. I'll take something over nothing, I suppose. But at the same time, I can't really say that I've been dying to explore the world and meet the inhabitants of Avatar. It's not that I think the Imagineers are going to do a bad job with this. I don't. They're Disney Imagineers. They're going to knock this out of the park. I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. And it's not that I think that they should have stuck with Camp Mini Mickey as it is. It's just that, in my mind, there were so many better concepts that they could have rolled with. Whether it had been a Star Wars land back there, maybe indoor, I don't know. Beastly Kingdom would have been nice. A completely original idea would have been better to me than this. I just, there's no part of me that wants to explore the world of Avatar as cool as I know they're going to make it. But <laughs> I'm sure they, they'll do a nice job of it. Sounds great. <laughs> so that's what's going on there. Next up, the Yankee Trader is going to be closing for refurbishment, and there are some rumors that a dedicated Haunted Mansion gift shop might be coming. I don't know if you remember this, but they used to have that little gypsy cart right outside the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. uh, What is it? Oh, man, I can't remember. What's the lady's name? Madame Leota? Yeah, it's Madame Leota's gift card, right, or something like that. Yeah, it was themed around that. Yeah. But um, they had to make room for a pathway because of the Rapunzel toilet area. And because of that now, the, that, that gypsy card is gone. And if you want Haunted Mansion merchandise, you have to go into the Yankee Trader. Well, now they're saying that it might be a, a new Haunted Mansion-style gift shop complete with on-ride photo pickups where they take your picture where you're riding with a ghost. Now, the Yankee Trader, is that the uh, gift shop right at the corner that's across from... Uh the place where you get the clam chowder and whatnot. Yes. And it has, you know, it's a big kitchen place, right? Oven mitts and, and spatulas and, and then like big coffee mugs and all kinds of things like that. Yeah. What do you think about that? Is that something you would like? Yeah. Well, they should have had, they should have had a, a gift shop for the Haunted Mansion. I mean, it's kind of, you know, Pirates has a gift shop and, and has really always been since the 70s, two signature rides. Yeah. For. Well, especially for the kids that were a little bit older than riding, you know, Dumbo and, and the uh, merry-go-round. So, um, yeah, those were the two biggest rides that I grew up with. And then as I got older, I, you know, started going into the Space Mountain mode and that stuff. But uh, early on, when I was like eight, nine years old, that, that was my thing, those two, those two rides. And, well, hell, they never had anything there. Look, you, I mean, you collect it, so yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that that have interest in it, especially as we as we get older. Those rides have been around forever. Yeah, and quite frankly, I mean, I like the little gypsy cart they had, but that never quite cut it, you know. No, they, ne- well, it was it was foolishness because yeah. they could have sold a lot more merchandise. Yeah, it was a uh, it was an untapped resource. I mean, when when I got the uh, pillow, you know, the tomb, home sweet tomb, or whatever. Pillow. Tomb, sweet tomb. Yeah, I got that uh, in downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. So it was nowhere near the ride, you know. But they they're selling things, whether it's CDs or DVDs or, or uh, you know, the license plates or the little bobbleheads or the dolls. I mean, all these different things. But they're sold all over the place. Yeah, there, there's no central location, so well, it just makes sense. If you think about it, that's the one 
ride that they keep updating over and over and over and over again. I mean, the Haunted Mansion, I mean, you've had so many updates. That before you even get, like, a new attraction, you've had, like, three Haunted Mansion updates where they added in the stairs with the footprint element that you see going through it. They've, uh, they added the pictures in the beginning. The when, pictures when, in when the beginning. When the lightning right. bolt goes, they change. Yeah. Right. They give you a whole interactive queue, and now you've got that whole uh, the CGI ghost at the end of the hitchhiking ghost where you used to have that one little <laughs> audio animatronic uh, ghost that you would see through the mirror that would be sitting next to you. Instead of that now, you have somebody that switches your heads. So they've really put a lot of money into the mansion. If they're doing that, it's because people love it, so why not give us a little bit more merch? Yeah, no, I agree. All right, and lastly on the queue, the My Magic Plus bands are going to start linking your on-ride guest photos to your My Disney Experience account. That beats the old system. <laughs> Let's go stand at a counter for a half hour and look at our <laughs> pictures. No, Sandy. <laughs> How about no? So you're going to have to purchase a My Memory Maker uh, package in order to go ahead and do this, which is, uh, have you heard about this? No, but it sounds like another $60. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But basically what they're going to do is they're going to take all your photos. That way you don't have to, like you say, stand in line and pay $30 per photo. And uh, I guess you could ride uh, what? You know, like, uh, okay, the attractions that it's eligible for is Dinosaur, Exhibition Everest, Buzz Lightyear, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Test Track, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Tower of Terror. So I suppose if you rode Tower of Terror four times, you get all four Tower of Terror pictures as opposed yeah. to paying, what was it, like 30 bucks a piece? Per photo? Well, I, th I think like the cheapest was $16 just to get uh, like a, not an 8x10, but like a 5x7 or something like that. Right. Which, you know, we always got suckered into buying at least at least one or two of the, the better pictures. The more ridiculous we looked, the better they were. But uh, that, actually, that's probably not a bad deal now, now that I'm thinking about it. Because when you said that, I thought you were just talking about it in general. You know, the pictures that they take when you go into the park. Would you like to take a picture? And they yeah. take your picture. And, oh, that's part of it, too. Yeah. Okay, so that's all in there, right? Yeah. Okay, but but now you can get the rides on there, and you don't have to stand in line to exactly. go. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's definitely a big perk. Now you'll go home. At least for idiots like me, because I actually <laughs> buy them. <laughs> but I mean, is it... Do you, can, do you consider this at all to be like an invasion of privacy that you go home and you were tracked all around the park and they knew who were you, who which person was you on the rides and all that uh, stuff? You know, I mean, no. I mean, look, as long as they're not in my house recording me talking about my uh, team in L.A., <laughs> I mean, that's not a big deal. Uh that you don't know. Maybe the Magic Bands can do that. They, they <laughs> might be. And they might be, you know, watching how many calories I take in and how many drinks I've had. So <laughs> they'll know exactly what to put in front of my face to uh, sucker me in for another $50 or something. But that doesn't bother me too much because it's vacation. You know, if right. it was something that I had to do every day, if it was a job or something, then, then yeah, it would be different. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a better idea, to be quite honest with you. In fact, there's a lot of times where you get off the ride and you're in Disney and you just know you're spending money left and right. And so you're like, nah, I don't really need that. And you get home, you look at your account, and you're like, I'm not so bad off. And now you're missing it. And now you're like, oh, look, I still have it. And you can buy it right then and there. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. I like the idea of doing this. All right, so that wraps it up for the queue. So now it's time to head on over to the hub. All right, 
Drinking around the world, something that you and I have a lot of experience with, sir. Yeah, something that uh, I have kind of made a annual retreat every year. <laughs> so let's talk about it, okay? What, what's prompting this is there was an article, it was on the New York Post, called Around the World and 11 Drinks at Walt Disney World's Epcot. Yeah, we thought we developed this, but obviously <laughs> we were naive. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, go figure, huh? <laughs> Actually, we would go on a trip, and it was a family trip, and there was the kids, the grandparents, and, and ourselves, the parents. And we always set aside one night in Epcot as drinking around the world, and we'd start early, and you know, as we made our way through World Showcase, we would get a drink at each country that was representative of that country and then we go through and then by the end of the night our kids walked us back to the bus stop <laughs> but uh and, and that was our that was our fun night so we always had one night for the adults yeah and, and the kids just had to deal with it you know mm-hmm. and, and it's funny you think you're the originator of something and this has been going on i guess forever everyone has this idea we have to have at least one drink in every single country exactly so uh, I, I followed along with this woman's logic, and um, she starts off in England, which is never where we start. We always start off in Mexico, right? Either that or Canada, because that's the either end. She's got everything kind of mixed up. But Is uh, she coming in from the International Gateway? Sort of like, she might be. That must be it. But she starts out in England, and then she goes to Canada, which are right next to each other. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do what we do, and let's start in Mexico. And uh, we'll follow along with her suggestions as we go. But we'll talk about what we normally do when it comes to drinking around the world. We normally start in Mexico. Yeah, Mexico, you know, is obviously... uh, That's the way to kick it off. You kick it off with a margarita. You don't go... Because if if you start going the opposite way, where are you going? You're going to Canada. You want to start off with a beer or you want to start with a margarita? Well, you definitely want to start heavy. Yes. (laughs) I've learned this over the years. I've... Really had some embarrassing moments <laughs> when I our, went when I went the other direction. <laughs> You've been our crash test dummy. Oh we have yes, <laughs> and I've crashed many times, and I've been a dummy, and it's been spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> so saith my wife. <laughs> but yeah, um, normally uh, for me and for our group, right? Yes. When we start in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with a margarita. There's different choices. There's a strawberry margarita. There's a regular lime-based margarita, standard margarita. And then there's uh, what they call like a rainbow margarita, which my brother got and didn't really care for it too much. So I, I've never tried it other than took a sip. But it's kind of a mixture of a few different flavors. And they, they, they stagger them on top of each other so they have different colors and it's kind of rainbowed. Mm-hmm. But... That's really the only ones I know of that are out on the grounds. In other words, where you don't have to go into the actual temple and the restaurant area to get it. Now, that's where you and I went last time. Yeah, we, we were in La Cava de Tequila. Right, ex- exactly. And we, if we wanted to, we could have done, like, tequila shots. There's, there, that's what she says in the article. There's other options. And, 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 you know, obviously when we go back, this is what we're doing. So mm-hmm. I'll be completely wasted. Well, and that's, Because it starts with a, a, a taste flight, which is like <laughs> four to six different tequilas, you know, that you get. And they're all regional or produced a different way or something like that some are aged some are 
you know, in oak barrels and smoked and all that kind of stuff. Well, but you have to think of like just like I can't do like four or five tequila shots and then realistically think I'm going to make it around the world in enough shape to where no one's going to drag me back to the hotel. Well, see, that's why I end up in gutters, because I usually say <laughs> I can do it. And I find out later, oh, what happened last night? <laughs> We've never <laughs> left you in a gutter. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Maybe in a monorail station, but never in a gutter. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm here for a good time, but I want to make it a long time as well. So... I generally start off with the margarita. I like the, the blood orange one that they do over at, at La Cava. I like the, uh, what you call it, the mango one that they do. Uh, uh, the little frozen machines that you can kind of get the carts outside of it. I like going in La Cava de Tequila. Last time Kevin and I were there, we did the guacamole. We did the, uh, the queso with the chips and everything like that. It was great. I mean, that was better than, um, that was better than scheduling a lunch. Yeah, and, that, and, and you know, a lot of people don't know about that. So yeah. the location is cool. Uh, but you probably pass it up eight times thinking it was uh, another uh, souvenir shop yeah. that's inside of the building. And it's actually, you know, a full-service bar. It's just really cramped. Lord knows we have. Yeah. No, yeah. we've passed up a million times. Uh, and then finally we made our way in there and said, you know, look, our kids are driving us crazy. Let's go in here for a second and have a drink while, you know, our wives take the kids. And that's kind of how we discovered that it was actually there and what was going on. So it's a good escape. And if I had to, cho- if I had to offer advice, I would recommend going inside and mm-hmm. going to La Cava, and and getting your margarita there. Uh, you're gonna pay the same price whether it's outside or inside. All right. So instead of just going to the stand that's on the on the walkway in World Showcase, mm-hmm. I would go inside just so I can see the different the different choices that there are. You get to choose. You have, there's a lot more selection, obviously. And there's air conditioning. Hell, if we could have got a table, we wouldn't have left. Which would be a, which is a big deal, probably what ten months out of the year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and and, and it, there's a little bit of atmosphere too. You know? Yeah. So that that's a big thing. Absolutely. Moving on, though. I mean, okay. So we have um. You got a margarita. I have a margarita. I got a margarita. We're we finished our margaritas. We're heading on. We're moving on to Norway. All right. Now, um, we're being told here in Norway. Now, this Norway was always a challenge for me because for me in Norway, there was beer and that was it. Yeah, Norway, um, I don't know if it's Carlsbad. Carlsberg. Right. Okay. All right. That's the only, to me, that was the only choice for so long. But uh, the person that wrote this article is actually talking about some type of, uh, and I'm going to, completely mangle this but it's a linea aquavit glacier shot I, I don't know what what that is but it says it's a uh anise flavored spirit that'll make you feel like a true viking <laughs> that, that's kind of scary um because that's the only the second country and i already feel like a viking but uh I, I, well, hopefully I'm, you don't rape and pillage <laughs> yeah exactly i i would say this i, I i've had this anise or whatever that flavor before uh in some different uh food and whatnot and i don't know i'm not a big fan of it but i've never had the shot and i, I am obviously somebody who's willing to try anything once right so the next time i go i'm, I'm definitely going to try this because there's just too many places where you end up having to drink beer right and the places that really when you go for drinking around the world that actually turn out to be enjoyable the ones where you always have as a substitute, mm-hmm. you know, f- for beer, and you have something that is 
indicative of the country that is right. a different type of drink. So, you know, sake in Japan, margaritas in Mexico, champagne in France. Mai Tais in China. I don't know of any Mai Tais in China. No. Have you ever had a Mai Tai in China? I've never no, been able to find no, one. I, the only thing I've ever had in China was beer. Now, I've eaten at the Nine Dragons one time, and uh, it was so long ago, I don't remember what they offered as far as beverage options. I would have to imagine they offer you a Mai Tai in there. But as far as just passing through... No Mai Tai. Well, they looked at me crooked the one time I went in there and asked them in the restaurant if they had the drink from 40-year-old virgin. And they said, what was that? And I said, good Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I found a description of the, uh, the Lenny Aquavit. Oh, go ahead. Lenny is a potato-based spirit distilled with multiple botanicals, somewhat like gin. Caraway is the most important flavor in Aquavit. But Lenny also uses dill, anise seed, sweet fennel, and coriander. Wow, it sounds like a kitchen nightmare. I was going to say, if that doesn't get your <laughs> mouth watering. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, maybe we're not doing so bad with that Carlsberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the Lenny Aquavit. <laughs> You're going to do that? Oh, definitely. Dude. we right. got to try it. I mean, if it's disgusting, we, we've tried it. At least we'll we go did down it. in flames. It's That's like a right. $9 shot. Well, then again, yeah. <laughs> when in when in Viking land, exactly. All right, so moving on from uh, from Norway, then next up is China, China. which we just kind of touched on a bit, and uh, yeah, Qingdao. That's really what I get whenever we've gone there. That's uh, pretty much the main thing. That's what they talk about here. That's what I always get as well. Uh, you know. I don't know that China's known for any drinks other than their beer. So, you know, I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of something else that they have over there. And I'm looking uh, to see what I can see here. But no, I mean, really, I mean, you, you'd have to really search it out. Or maybe, like I said, eat at the Nine Dragons in order to go ahead and find a, um, another option. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing beyond that. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on. Usually I just hit the beer wagon right outside. You know, right across from the uh, restaurant, right oh. across from Nine Dragons, because it's you know it's not crowded, it's easy to get to, and I can keep walking. And uh, you know, I'm one step closer to uh, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really where you want to get to, isn't it? <laughs> that's one of them, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get on to Germany. What are you drinking in Germany? <laughs> well, in Germany, I I usually get uh. Warsteiner, which is a brand. Yes. And then they have several several different uh, beers. The one that I get is Dunkel. And I don't exactly know what Dunkel is, but uh, to me, Dunkel is kind of a mixture of a stout uh, or an amber with a lager. So it has a dark color, but it has a, a very mild, you know, beer flavor. It's pretty similar to... Uh, a regular lager beer with a little bit more punch, but um, you know, not quite as not quite as bitter as say an amber beer. So mm-hmm. it's right in between, and it's it's really deceptive because when people see it, they automatically assume because it's so dark that it's a uh, that it's a bitter beer, you know, like a Guinness or a Stout or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's it's really one of the one of the best beers out there. So that's usually what I go with. Yeah, I usually do the Oktoberfest beer. It, I can't remember the name of it, how it's pronounced, but there's like an Oktoberfest beer. I think that might be Paul Lanner. Maybe. 
Maybe. I mean, I know they have uh, schnapps. I know they have uh, what you call Jägermeister shots that you could do over there. So, I mean, you can't really. And plus, they do have wine tasting. It's called, uh, I think it's Wine Cellar. It's a wine cellar. Yeah. And, and Anna and I have done uh, wine tasting over there many a time. The Riesling is delicious. So, really, when it comes to drinking around the world, this is the spot. Well, if, if you, you by a, yourself, right? Or uh-huh. if you're just with one of your. If it's just. You and one of your friends, a guy friend, I mean, you know, it's probably going to be beer. But if it's you and a wife, girlfriend, whatever, um, the couple's thing, you, you, you may end up, and it'd probably be a little bit more interesting to go to the wine cellar and do it. Because I, I don't remember what it runs, but I want to say it's about $12 or something, right? And, mm-hmm. and then you get, and you get to choose from a selection. At least that way, you can try five or six different things, and you find the one you like the most, and then you actually buy a glass of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it might cost you a little bit more money, but at least that way, you've you've tried a bunch of different things, and you've picked. And if you're going to spend that kind of money, at least you know you picked the thing that you know you like best. So generally, with the wine tasting, it's it's either here or it's at Italy, where we'll buy a bottle for back at the room. Used to be a point in time there when it wasn't quite so busy where you can go ahead and grab a drink and just go sit down within the beer garden itself and, and watch the show. But that doesn't happen anymore, man. you got to have reservations for that. No, they, like, boot you out. You're yeah. not even supposed to be in there, right? I mean, we used to be able to, like, buy, like, a bratwurst and go ahead and sit inside and watch a show, but not anymore. All right, so moving on. All right, so that's Germany. So next up, of course, is Italy. So Italy, what do you normally do in Italy? Italy's always vino. Vino is yeah. correct. Yeah, Vino would be Kino. And uh, <laughs> since it is... It's an old Tom Hanks bachelor party reference. That's right. I want some wine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I always enjoy going there because, you know, since usually my wife's with me and she's usually drinking as well, mm-hmm. uh, she kind of enjoys this area more. And uh, just the fact that she's happy, content, and not complaining... It makes me happy. So I can go ahead and let her choose what she wants. I pick something out, you know, give it a try. You can also do a wine flight there. Yeah. Um, so you can taste uh, different Italian wines. This uh, is uh, this is kind of where a family tradition was born because this is where Rosa Regali was first discovered. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> I've spent a couple of uh, nights... Uh, Nursing one of those bottles away. <laughs> I cannot tell you what a disheartening moment it was when I walked into my local grocery store and found a bottle of Rosa Regali <laughs> after having spent upwards of $20, $30 on a bottle while we were there thinking they're importing this directly from Italy. <laughs> this is the only way we're going to get this. We need to buy this bottle of Rosa Regali <laughs> only to find out it's at the local corner grocery store. <laughs> well, this is New Orleans. They have pretty much anything possible to drink. So That is true. They might actually have a Lene Aquavit <laughs> glacier <laughs> shot here. So, you know, in a lot of places you, you won't find that. But well, it's not surprising that we, we might have it, you know. I mean, our grocery stores actually carry liquor you know right but i don't know I, I felt like we were trying to hunt this down i was like looking up on websites to try and figure out a way to order it overseas to to get and 
right up the street. I mean, I just don't. I just remember stumbling upon it one day, and it wasn't just there. It was like at Sam's Club. <laughs> he walked into a Circle K to pay for his gas, and there it was on the counter. Um, it was tormenting me, man. Why don't you, why don't you it was spend- right next to the bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. It turned out Rosa Regali was everywhere. But prior to that point, and still to this day, when I go in there, I have to have a glass of Rosa Regali. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff, man. It's, you know, if nobody's uh, ever drank Rosa Regali, it's, it's pretty much like a, uh, a red champagne. Yes. That's so pretty Sparkling, much what it is. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Well, then Italy. Are we uh, are we leaving Italy? We're leaving Italy and we're going to Japan. No. What's next? America. America. Well, fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> Swell. <laughs> you want a Budweiser? Uh, uh, it's either a Budweiser or a Sam Adams. <laughs> yeah, and I usually, I, I occasionally I might pull a Sam, but. I usually go Bud just for the fact that it was Bud until the Europeans bought it. Now I go Sam Adams. I was going to say, how, how stupid am I that it makes me feel more patriotic to order a Sam Adams? You know, like, I'm representing my country. Well, I'm doing the all I can. I'm having a Sam Adams as opposed to a Budweiser. Actually, you're completely correct when you say that, though, because, I didn't, you know, Budweiser's really? yeah, been, you know, been purchased. So Wait, so who it, owns it? Uh, Be- I believe it's called Bevcor, and it's out of uh, out of Europe. So Europeans own Budweiser now. I mean, uh, get out of here! Yeah, Anheuser Busch sold it. Uh, well, hell, that was probably maybe two thousand eight ish, two thousand ten, something like that. Anyway, bottom line is they got rid of all the SeaWorld uh, parks yeah. that they used to they Remember used that? to have. Bush Gardens. I don't. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, I, I think they sold it to private people. Now maybe they still have Bush Gardens, but I know they got rid of SeaWorld. Okay. And uh, you know they sold the company, and it's still being produced in America, but it's kind of like uh, Toyotas and Hondas that are built here. Yeah, you know, it's just not in a. It's American, I guess, by birth, but you know it's moved overseas like everything else. Times they are changing. Yeah. So at least Sam Adams is still, you know, in. Boston. Yeah, about this time, you're also feeling the funnel cake, too, right? You're, you're trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many restrooms in Epcot. There, there are many a bathroom, though, right? Oh, look, I, that's another thing. We'll have to do a show on that because I can tell you where the secret bathrooms are. Oh, the secret and, bathrooms. Well, yeah, and, and, and that sounds really strange, okay? I will Is say this. Is this somebody puts their foot under the stall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It sounds really creepy. Okay. When I say that, I'm talking about the, uh, the bathrooms, which any of us that have little ones have uh, hopefully had the experience of using is the... Uh, the one where you're, I don't know what it's called. Like, it's like a handicapped bathroom, but it's uh, like a parent and child bathroom. And you, you go in and it's a single unit and you can lock the door. So okay. you actually have privacy is the point. The family bathroom, right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if, if, if the funnel cake isn't mixing with you really well <laughs> and you need a bathroom desperately, uh-huh. you don't want a stall that's crowded with a bunch of, you know, sweaty drunks no. uh, that, you know, have been all over the park all day uh, beating on the door and looking under the stall with the kids right. and stuff. 
this, you know, those, I, I can't remember what they're called, companion bathroom. I mean, that really sounds freaky too, but I think it's something like that. It's a deal where you can go in with like a toddler mm-hmm. and you can take them to the bathroom and you don't have to deal with the crowds and whatnot. Or, you know, you can go in if you have a handicapped child or a handicapped member of the family and, and help them out to get them set up and you don't have to deal with the general public. So what you're telling me is that if you if the funnel cake is fighting back, you might be in a in a handicap stall. <laughs> if you're lucky enough that nobody's occupying it and it's open, that's where you go because it's generally cleaner, it's not used that much. A lot of people pass them right up and uh and, and there and there's privacy which nobody has i know? can picture like a family with a special needs child pounding on the door <laughs> and i'm in you out of and i'm in there going i had the funnel cake <laughs> damn it <laughs> don't you realize <laughs> that's right <laughs> look i've been it's it's almost one of those situations where you're like I'm temporarily handicapped. <laughs> I had the funnel cake. <laughs> All right. So now let's get let's let's head over to Japan. All right. So what do you do in Japan? Well, if you're in Japan, you got to be crazy to just get a beer and walk on. Right. Um, but I will say this: I think a lot of people don't realize exactly where they would have to go to go to the sake bar because it's kind of hidden behind everything. Yeah. You basically have to walk all the way to the back through the gift shop where it ends and then take a left. And then you'll head towards a uh, cash register area. And in the corner, there's a lot of sake bottles up on the wall. And that's actually what they consider their sake tasting uh, area. That's generally where I go. I try to uh, get a little taste of Japan. Something a little different. Every year, it's a different type of sake. Sometimes sweet, sometimes not. Some sakes have uh, different things that they uh, soak in them, like peaches and apricots and stuff like that. So I, I've tried a, a number of them over the years. You know, I'm a big-time sake fan. I love sake. But I've developed a taste for, for warm sake. And what I found out is that if you go to that, there's two places you can't get warm sake that you might think you should be able to get it at. In Disney World, and you can't. One's California Grill, the other is a sake bar. Right. But if you if you walk out of that to your right, uh, once you once you pass out of the gift shop area, that's where the warm sake is, and that's where I love to go. In fact, the last time I was in Epcot, it was freezing cold. I, mean, I just sat out there and I drank so much warm sake. I was love. It was a. Is that that counter? Is that that counter service place? Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about. It's the one right before you walk up the that little. There you steps. go. That's it. It's, it's a little deal. Yeah, it's like a a counter right there where you know, like normally it's a little girl working. Right? Yes. Me and her came on the first name basis. Although I couldn't pronounce her name very well, she did fine with mine. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of that. Um, that does go into this article. Listen to yes. this. And, and I've had this happen before. I know if you go and you, uh, and you pay for uh, like a sake t- tasting, you can, you can either buy a single sake or you can say you want to try three or four. I can't remember how many it is. I think if you go and you do the, like the sake taste flight, they, they give you a sake cup, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's standard i did it one time and i got it me too but if not you get a plastic medicine dropper or something like that anyway they're saying that if you buy a sake cup when you go to the store 
which is probably the same ones that they that they offer you if you get a flight. Um, they will the cast members that are there will um, put your name in Japanese on the cup. So mm-hmm. you you know not only do you get your sake, but you do bring home a souvenir, right. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean I, I don't know I have Germany stuff and I have my sake cup and all these different things. <clears throat> that I have, have a full sake set in my house right now. <laughs> Do you have any sake? <laughs> anyway. Uh, we finish the Mai Tais and we'll talk. <laughs> that's right. Well, anyway, so I just thought that was a pretty cool thing because yeah. that was something that I didn't know. I, I mean, I have the damn thing. And if I'd have known that, I'd have probably got them to put my name on it. Absolutely. <laughs> they probably would have written asshole. <laughs> How do you spell that in Japanese? <laughs> All right, so the, the next up is uh, is Morocco. Now, I got to be honest, Morocco, more often than not, that's like the one place I always end up skipping. Because try as you might, it's hard to find something to drink in Morocco, isn't it? Well, unless you have the uh, hummus delight. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. In Morocco, usually it's just beer. Because yes. they, they have a couple of beers. Yes. And I usually have a Moroccan beer, and I'll move on. That's the first point it hits me where I'm like, oh, I'm sick of having I'm sick of having beer. Yeah, and I've ne- and you get to a point where you think it's uh, you know I'm selling out. I'm not looking, uh, just, you know, exploring enough to find out what they offer. And uh, I I've got to admit I've been pretty lazy about it myself, and I really haven't found anything. I don't I don't think Morocco in general is a big drinking culture. You know, maybe I'm crazy, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe beer wise they are. But I'm thinking alcohol-wise, maybe it's you know a religious thing. They're not they're not into it uh, that much. But here's their recommendation in this article: <laughs> they say to have to ask them to spike the non-alcoholic watermelon delight at the uh, spice at the new Spice Road table mm. before wandering into the marketplace and passing out. In one of their alleyways. <laughs> Akraba. <laughs> you know, now, how desperate are you? Like, you got to ask them to spike your uh, non-alcoholic drink. So that, that tells me there's I'm no... I'm pretty desperate, pal. <laughs> now, we haven't visited the new Spice Road table. So, I mean, again, you know, that's one more th- reason to tell our wives that we have to go back. Well, I visited the old one, and that's why I never went to the new one. <laughs> But listen, look, when we go, I'm keeping this, okay? Because there's like three things that we've discovered that are new. And believe me, I mean, what, 10 years, you know, we've we've done a lot of different things. We've learned a lot of things. So it's always cool to find out something new. So hopefully, hopefully this show is doing something for somebody that's actually finding out something new themselves. Moving on, next up would be then what, France. Yes. For me in France, I got to be honest, I always did a Carlsberg. I wasn't as familiar with the Grand Marnier Grey Goose Slush that they normally do over there. Uh, there's a citron one, which is a lemonade one. There's the orange one. I did the orange one the last time we were there, and, man, it was delicious, and that was the last time I ever ordered a beer from there. Because I think prior to that I was doing the, um, not the Carlsberg. Cronenberg. Cronenberg, thank you. Yeah, no, I actually found out about Cronenberg. Okay, Here's a little known fact, though, for people out there, because I, I was a complete idiot when it came to this. I mean, I was ignorant of the fact that, France actually made a decent beer. Okay. Yes. Um, I was in Rosen Crown 
and I was talking to one of the bartenders from England. Mm-hmm. And I told him that I was doing drinking around the world. So I mm-hmm. told him the next place I'm going is France. What do you recommend that drink in France? I know you're here every night. And he, you know, I, I said, I, I, yeah, I can go with the cliche champagne or whatever. Right. But I'm trying to find something different. What do you guys know? You guys are here. And he said, uh, did you ever drink Cronenberg? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I don't even know what Cronenberg is. And he said, it's it's a it's a French beer. He goes, it's actually one of the best beers in a park. Yep. He says a lot of times he'll leave his post and go over there when he gets off of work to drink Cronenberg. So anyway, obviously that talked me into trying it. And it was it was it's it's a really good beer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a typical lager, but it's smooth beer. Yes. And when it's hot as hell, it's it's something good to drink. So, yeah, I've done that before, just like you said. Two months ago, I was in France, mm-hmm. and when I ordered beer, that's what I was drinking over there. That's what a lot of people were drinking over there. You know, you think of, of France as being big on wine, but not so much anymore. And, you know, you kind of find out when you're there, and uh, we were speaking, to, we kind of did like a wine tasting, and the guy who ran the wine tasting was kind of saying that, you know, Europeans want to be like New Yorkers, New Yorkers want to be like Europeans, and so a lot of Europeans now are kind of shying away from wine, and they're drinking more and more beer, and actually, it's more, it's more commonplace for a local European to go walk into a, a bar and, and order a, a Bud Light than what it is for them to order a, 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 a glass of wine. Well, you know so what? Wine's I, like dying over there. You know what I did here huh. years ago when they opened the Superdome, the original Dome Foam, mm-hmm. okay, the original Superdome beer was Cronenberg and kegs. Get out of here! Yeah, and uh, and and. Uh, I've had like two or three bartenders tell me this story. So I'm starting to think it's legit. Now, I don't know at what point. Now, when the major companies came in, so you're probably talking the early 80s, Budweiser and and, and Miller would would fight for the rights to put their beer in the Superdome and and, kind of own the whole arena. But uh, prior to that, the original, what they call Dome Foam, which has gotten many a Saints fan... uh, very rowdy. Was, it was all was, he had back then. Was was Cronenberg, and they used to be able to get Cronenberg really cheap. So obviously, it was better than Pabst. Anyway, it's a good fact. So yeah, I, I it's either Cronenberg or Champagne. The good thing about France is you have like three or four choices there, mm-hmm. whereas in other countries you have like one. Yeah. <laughs> so in France, you can get the Grand Meunier slush. You can get the Grey Goose. You can get the Champagne. You can go with wine, mm-hmm. or you can go with or with the Cronenberg. So it all depends on, on what, what you're doing. I mean, if you're growing a beard and back hair, get your Cronenberg. <laughs> See, if, my wife, she would always do the champagne with the pomegranate, like uh, yeah, liqueur right, added right, to right, it. Right. And I would always do the beer thing because I kind of felt like a slushy. I mean, it, it was kind of put to me, uh, and I think it was Kev who did it, where it was like, hey, man, you got to do the Grand Monnier slush. And I did it, and uh, went in Rome, man. It was awesome. <laughs> it well, was so next time we go back there, I'm definitely doing that again. Yeah, I think that's most people. That's the thing that gets recommended to them. And so I've had both, and I like them both equally. So, so now that I've admitted that about myself, let's go to to England. And uh, now this is where you can really have a lot of fun. <laughs> this is where you can get in a lot of trouble, which <laughs> I've done. But it, it's it's definitely uh, it's that whole corner of. 
Italy, France, England, when you start hitting that, you start getting a lot of choices. Yes. Uh, at the Rosen Crown, you know, there's there's ales, there's ciders, there's obviously beers, and then, uh, you know, when it comes to beers, there's a breakdown of stouts and lagers and, and, and stuff like that. They have two in here they recommend. I've had both. The Strongbow, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's an ale. Or if it's not an ale, it's a cider. It's, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a beer. Um, I've had Strongbow before. The Strongbow is a cider. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I have whenever I go there. Well, that's usually if I get what they call a snake bite, which mm-hmm. is a cider mixed with a lager, which is really kind of like a refreshing type of drink. It's almost like carbonated. Um, I tell you, I always order from my side, but like if you're in, yeah, dude, I, next time we're going, I'm doing that. Well, I usually always get a snake bite now mm-hmm. because I've had so much beer at this point that I'm tired of just straight beer. Right. So to have the ciders mixed with a lager and it kind of, I don't know, it's kind of similar to an alcohol, an alcoholic version of a Sprite. It's it's yeah. like a refreshing type of sweet taste and drink. So I usually go with that. Now, I have had half and halves, you know, half Guinness, half lager. And then I've had just the cider itself. I've gone with the Strongbow or what's the other one? I Bass? can't remember. Bo- I have, no, Boddington's, which is a, which is a stout, which okay. is which is another version of similar to a Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had a few of the different things there. Uh, the last time we went to Disney, which was 12 for me, I actually had him make me a uh, gin martini, which was James Bond's favorite drink. So it's completely <laughs> English, right? Stir. Yeah, exactly. So I, I went ahead and had a James Bond, which uh-huh. that's what I told them. And they were really confused at first. <laughs> then I explained what I wanted. And it was about eight bucks, but a beer is seven. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this. You will have way more fun on a gin martini than you will on a, a $7 beer. So your extra dollar is definitely worth the money if if you can stomach a gin martini. A lot mm-hmm. of people can't. So that takes us from England, so that brings us through now to Canada. Now, Canada, again, it's beer, right? Yeah, the perk of Canada is this. If you're fortunate enough to hit Canada and still be walking... <laughs> Uh, but if, if you're still walking and enjoying yourself, Canada has a lot of different music acts. So if you're Off able to, right, exactly. Ones. If you're able to get into Canada when things are still going on, if it's still early enough um, and, and you're able to go ahead and, and grab your beer, because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be beer. There, there's no other choices mm-hmm. uh, unless you stagger into La Salle, which I don't, they probably throw you out. Um, you have a choice between Molson, Moosehead, Labatt's. I've tried them all. They're all pretty similar. Yeah. It just depends on which name seems cooler at the time. Generally, I do the Labatt's. Yeah. This lady says Molson. My kid wants moose, me to get Moosehead because it has a moose on it. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's, it's still a logger. They're all loggers. And if the music's playing... It's a good way to end your day. 
after you're done. You're done your drinking around the world. You can sit there for an hour and sober up and listen to music and nobody, well, I don't know if anybody notices, but you'll think that nobody's noticing <laughs> that you're, you know, a little bit tipsy and you're trying to sober up a little bit. Try as you might. <laughs> Try as you must. <laughs> So that takes us completely around the world. That's generally what we do when we go. I'm sure everyone's is different, and feel free to go ahead and write in with your own stories. Did you make it? Yeah, and final destination <laughs> is the fact, and this is a big perk if you stay on property, uh-huh. a bus drives you home. Oh, God, yes. That's <laughs> kind of a major thing you know, when you consider that you've just drank at 11 foreign countries. Magic Our Way does not endorse driving home. <laughs> All right, so moving on from drinking around the world, uh, it's, it's tough, but we're, we're going to try and do that right now. Now we're eating around the world. We're eating around <laughs> the world. And a lot is made of the Disney dining plan, should you, shouldn't you. We've always done it. And we're here to give you, because we've seen uh, a couple different websites. They've offered uh, restaurants to kind of give you the most bang for your buck. And um, i got to tell you. When it comes to eating at Disney World, if you have kids involved, there are four restaurants that you you have to book because it gives the kids something to do, something to entertain them, and it it gives you the impression that you're eating someplace nice. It also gives you the opportunity to not have to correct your kids the entire time you're at dinner because they're occupied with something, and so you'll actually enjoy yourself. Very important. Yes, absolutely. So here are four places, and Aaron and I disagreed on this. I mean, we've done this so many times. We can tell you the four without even writing them down. Here's the four restaurants you have to book. Ohana, very good with kids. You get as much as you want to eat. They, they give you as much as you want. And there's a guy who walks around with a ukulele. I used to know his name. I forgot his name. But very entertaining guy. Go around with the ukulele. Play thought it songs. was cousin. <laughs> Shaka cousin. <laughs> He'd play the ukulele, and they do little games for the kids. They they take a, a coconut and use a broom and knock it around the room. And so while they're playing, you get to eat and have what we like. It, no drinking around the world trip would be complete without lapu lapu. Yeah, which is only provided at the Polynesian. Absolutely. Oh, well, at least in a pineapple where, where it's authentic. So that's, that's that, a good tidbit. The official travel agent of the Magic Our Way podcast, uh, Lee, what's up, Lee? He was in uh, Alani, which is the, uh, the Hawaiian bird. Now, he asked us if we had any questions. That was my one question. Do they make lapu-lapus in Alani? No, they do not make lapu-lapus in Alani. Sellouts. Yes. You can go to Hawaii, and they won't make you a lapu-lapu, even though there's pineapples everywhere. you got to go to the Polynesian in order to get it. And the best place to go to is Ohana. So Ohana, very high up on that list of things. It's right on the, it's right on the monorail line. So it's, you know what? Ohana is a great day. And we did this one time. It's a great time to go when you have extra magic hours. Because yeah. while that park is clearing out, you're eating, you're stuffing yourself. That night in particular, we all went to uh, the, the shop downstairs. We bought some Hawaiian shirts. We bought some hats. I was Banana Joe. <laughs> I can't remember who uh, Eli was, Panama Mac, or something like that. We had names for all of us. <laughs> I was Calypso Crack. <laughs> We were having a lot of fun that night. And so while everyone's getting ready and they're catching the fireworks and they're getting ready to leave, we're watching the fireworks from the comfort of 
Ohana, enjoying a Lapu Lapus, singing along where our kids are whacking a coconut, and then catching the monorail going right into the park for extra magic hours for two hours. Not going to say who lasted and who didn't last, but it was a great time. Ohana definitely needs to be on your list of things to do. Second one on that list, Coral Reef. You're going to be in Epcot. What better things for your kids to do than to sit there and watch the fish swim by? The sharks, the scuba divers that come along, they'll, they'll come and wave. They, they only feed them. Yes. They do all that. The only thing your kid asks you during that period of time is, can I go right up to the glass? Which generally, if there's no table down there, you're like, yes, go ahead. Which go generally ahead. means if they're bothering the hell out of you, you say yes. <laughs> yes. Please go to the glass. Go stand in front of those S- people right there. Stay at the glass. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, Coral Reef is another big one. And Coral Reef is great drinks over at the Coral Reef as well. Lots of uh, light-up drinks where they put the little ice cube in there, change colors. I love the Coral Reef. One of my favorites. Another one. Often overlooked, if you're traveling, family, you need the kids entertained, well, you can feel like you're having a nice restaurant-style quality meal. Teppanito. Hibachi over in the Magic Kingdom. Delicious. A little Benihana in Disneyland. A little knife-flipping, spatula-slipping, shrimp-popping, crazy dinner. And uh, and you can also, uh, for the parents, we were talking about sake. That's one where you actually get that uh, three or I think it's three- uh, choice uh, sake flight where yes. you can you can try out the different sakis at your table while you wait. So right. you know if your kids are really driving you crazy, you know you can order two. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite places to go to, absolutely, I love hibachi. We do hibachi all the time. I mean, I, I would do that even if I weren't in Disney. So. Oh, my kids love it. Yeah. I mean, really, they they just like to see the guy flipping stuff around, yeah. throwing stuff, and see their grandmother have to catch a shrimp in her mouth. I mean, <laughs> you know, she was never very good at that. <laughs> All right, last one up is you know you want to do it. Yeah, no, I mean uh, the last one obviously is uh, beer garden in Germany. Yep, um, I've been there a million times. This is one that I uh, that that I definitely go to uh, as much as I can. Um, when we go as a group, a lot of our group doesn't really care for the German food. Uh, you know, maybe it's the sauerkraut. Maybe it's the fact that you know, 90% of it's sausage. Um, but the bottom line is it's, uh, it's buffet style. So from that standpoint, you get to pick and choose what you want. So uh-huh. it's not like you get stuck with any one thing. You can eat as much of anything as you want. Um, you're not going there in my perspective so much for the food or the dining experience as you really are for if, if you're smart and if you're listening to this if you really want a place where your kids can have fun they can cut up they don't have to stay at the table with you you can actually have some private time uh this is a great place because the dance floor when the acts come out mm-hmm. uh is it's fenced in so they have to enter through one small entranceway. And once they get on a dance floor, they're pretty much trapped there. And since it's an amphitheater, you can keep an eye on them really easily. Mm-hmm. So they can go down there and dance and cut up and run around with the other kids. You can go ahead and have two or three beers, start with a plate of food. You can enjoy yourself. And you can great. pretty much get your eating over with before yeah. they come back and you even have to deal with them. And, and it's the only way, all right, that you can actually have a beer in germany 
in an official Oktoberfest stein. Yeah. You know. Because they is, offer you those souvenir steins. Those souvenir yeah. steins. No, it's not even close. Cause, yeah. Because a real, a real Munich stein is a liter. And yeah. that's a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. And for, you talk about bang for your buck, it's $7 for a beer, at least the last time I went. So mm-hmm. this could be inaccurate what I'm telling people, but it can't be a hell of a lot more. If it's seven or eight bucks for a standard beer at a stand or at any of the little countries that you go to, it's going to roughly be around $13, $14 for a liter of beer. Now, a liter of beer, if anybody's out there, you know what a two liter of Coca-Cola is. <laughs> if you cut that in half, that's a hell of a lot of beer. Yep. And so you're getting a liter of beer for about 13 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's it's way more than just two beers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If you went and you paid your and you bought two beers for seven bucks, eight bucks, that's only 24 ounces. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot more. You get a lot more for your money, and you have the atmosphere, and you also get to uh, have a little bit of European uh, experience in uh, in this restaurant that you don't have in other places. Um, so you get to like partake in the Oktoberfest type of uh, atmosphere. So I, I think it's completely worth it, and it it, it allows me to decompress yeah. from all the you know complaining and whining and stuff like that over the day. My kids are happy when they leave. My wife is generally happy because she's drank enough beer, and I'm usually happy. So mm-hmm. um, that's my recommendation. And what great ambiance as well. I mean, you really kind of feel like as you're sitting in there, you're almost like you are sitting outside in a nighttime kind of setting. Yeah, where else can you see a guy play a saw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is definitely a high recommendation. Those are the four essential must-dos if you're doing the Disney dining plan with kids. Now, let's say you're doing the Disney dining plan without kids, and it's just you and your significant other. Your significant hey, other. if you can ditch your kids, too, that's oh, always a big perk because actually i might actually have that option every once in a while magic our way neither uh endorses nor <laughs> <laughs> does not endorse mm-hmm. ditching your children, ditching children. <laughs> yeah. but i do yeah <laughs> but if you were a uh, couple of couple of things real quick i mean so like okay let's say you were looking to ditch your children and you're looking to do uh kind of impressive meals where you kind of feel like you're getting that restaurant-style atmosphere, but you're looking to do it on the cheap, okay? Now, and when I say on the cheap, the nicer restaurants at Disney require, you know, basically you are allotted, if you do the Disney dining plan, one table service a day. And the restaurants we're about to mention, that's what they charge to eat there, is one restaurant coupon a day. The nicer restaurants, the Brown Derbies, the, the, the California Grills and all that, they require two. So you're using twice as many. Now, there, there, there are other dining plan options where you can go ahead and purchase where it doesn't matter. And quite frankly, if you got the money to do it, God bless. But, I mean, a lot of the people, when they offer you free dining and that kind of thing, this is what you're going to kind of get and um, make do as best as you can. So some of the restaurants that I kind of found that I liked that did the, uh, the, the one coupon option that I kind of felt like you'd have a romantic meal alone with your, your significant other – was uh, Chefs de France, the Tony's Town Square restaurant over there at the foot of Main Street. 
That was a, a great one for that. That's pretty much the only one in Magic Kingdom, yes. too, which is an important fact. Very much. For people to know. Well, yeah. The other one there is, though, and this is what I was going to bring up for kids, though, is Be Our Guest. That's kind of a blend, but, I mean, right. you got to think it's, four months in advance in order to get that. Right, and it's, you know, fairly new based, yes. based on our experience anyway. But, you know, it is kind of like there's three separate dining rooms, and you're kind of more jammed in, whereas Tony's Town Square feels more like a restaurant to me. Right. Uh, maybe that's just my, my appreciation of things. No, I um, think you're right. Mama Melrose is a great place, and um, San Angel Inn. The, the restaurant over there in uh, Mexico, as you're watching, it used to be El Rio de Tiempo, which was the better version of it. Now it's the Three Caballeros. As you're watching the people making their way towards the Three Caballeros, sitting out there by the volcano. So then the last category then would be romantic, complete blue sky. I mean, you're spending what you spend. Money is no object. Why don't you take this one? Go ahead. I'm going to skip the Victorian Alberts thing because I've yes. never done it, number one. Me either. Number two, the wait's too damn long right. to get your reservations. And number three, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I, I haven't been there, so I, I really can't talk about it. And it, 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 it probably costs quite a bit. So, and then you got to dress up, you got to bring a suit, you got to, it's almost like a three hour prefix uh, course. I, I, I might be wrong on that, but I mean, committing that much time to being to leaving the grandparents with the kids or not being in the parks right. or not even being back at the room that's a lot of time to sit there yeah that, that's your main focus of your day right i would say um if i had to choose my first choice would be california grill yeah I, i've I, i've done pretty much every one of the major restaurants except for victoria and albert's mm -hmm. And based on the food, the choices, the atmosphere, the atmosphere is a big one here. Mm -hmm. uh, California Grill wins out on all of them because yes. from a romantic standpoint, uh, you I know, for, to my for, wife there. Yeah, exactly. For I mean, for, for the ladies, there is the fireworks. It, it actively goes on. You take your drink outside. You get to watch that from the balcony on top of the contemporary. You get this incredible view. You get to see something from a, a viewpoint that you never, ever get to see. And, and then you go back to your table, and they have incredible food. They have a great atmosphere. It's, if, if it's anything, it is perfectly contemporary. Um, and, and, you know, it, it has a great menu. It has tons of choices yeah. from sushi to steak to whatever. Wood grilled pizza. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't lose there. So that's number one. Uh, number two to me. I think and, we're going to agree on this one as well. Well, I don't know. You, your mom might not. I, I would go Artist Point. Really? Yeah. Okay. And the reason why. That would be three for me, but okay. Well, the reason why is because completely the thing that interests me is doing something different. Mm -hmm. And so the more uh, exotic, uh, maybe exotic's an overblown word, but you know, being in New Orleans and being around great restaurants, I want to do something that I don't get to do here. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's really hard to do that for the most part at, at most restaurants anytime I go out of town, much less being at Disney. Mm -hmm. So at Artist Point, they have a, an incredible soup that you start out with, <laughs> which you can't get anywhere else. That Smoky smoked, portobello. Yeah, yeah, that is like so good. You and made you that one time before. <laughs> it actually it was, came out okay, huh? It came out great. Well, all I can say is 
that is one of the best soups I've ever had. And yes. and, and I'm I'm eating a lot, obviously, right? <laughs> so uh you start out with that and uh and then you have a choice between salmon or buffalo steak or scallops uh, that are in there right and and just pretty much anything i mean there's there's normal steaks and whatnot but there's all these different um the, all these different dishes that are from the basically the rocky mountain area mm-hmm. so it's something that i don't get a whole lot and right. and so and, and and with the uh stained glass window and the fountain and the, yeah. the, you know the elegance of the place to me it was really really great. Now, unfortunately, I got stuck in there with my children, so <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't overly romantic. But based on most meals I had with my kids, yeah. it was one of the most romantic I've had. So um, I actually enjoyed that one a lot, and, Very and much so. that's why I'd rank that one second because the third one, which I'm guessing would be my second, I yeah, just flip flop these. You two. were going to say yeah. narcoozies, absolutely, right? yeah, yeah, and. The only reason I say that is because I, I've been able to have my lobster and whatnot down here, mm-hmm. you know, at Drago's or a place like that. And uh, I'm, I'm able to get that more often, you know. But I am the freak that will go and get a buffalo steak, whereas a lot of people won't do that. So that that's the only reason I flip-flopped them. You it see, was the variety. Yeah. For me, it's like you're sitting you're, – you're eating right on the water. You're overlooking Bay Lake. You can – you can see the castle from there right and if you're lucky and we we happen to have done this at least once before that yeah, I can I remember twice the fireworks well not just the fireworks but the electrical water pageant right. that comes right by there and in, in a sense that makes it more of a kid friendly restaurant as well if you're able to time it just right because then the kids will go out and watch that while you're able to sit down and, and eat right and it's a it's a wonderful display i mean so I like that, but I mean, if it was just a couple, just seeing the electrical water pageant as a couple is still kind of cool. Being right on the water, it's an intimate location, dark, um, great drinks. So yeah, Narcuzzi's would be number two for me, with Artist Point being a close third. Uh, but yeah, you, you can flip flop those two interchangeably. So yeah. yeah, you and I are on the same page as far as that goes. Yeah, those three. I mean, look, it's an obvious three. I yes. mean, it's as far as I'm concerned. I mean. You could take the Citricos and all those and throw them around. The one other restaurant that I, I'd hit on that I don't think you mentioned was Hollywood's Brown Derby. Right. Which I think is a great restaurant to go to. We've been there countless times. It's one of the first restaurants we hit up. It was our first favorite restaurant over there. I mean, they got surpassed, no doubt. But um, the fir- first time that we went over there, it was the best restaurant we ate at. They had the sesame ahi tuna, which they don't do anymore, unfortunately. But it was delicious when we did it. And... Um, Never had a bad meal over there. Atmosphere is perfect. I love it. Um, that was the only. That's the only other one that I include, and that's another two coupon one type restaurant. But I mean, um, you can't go wrong with any of the ones that we mentioned, basically. Yeah. Here, hey, look. Here's one I didn't mention. So we're going back. Yeah. All right. So I'm screwing up this show. Uh, let's just note that I'm screwing up this show. All right. Uh, going back to the kid-friendly restaurants. Uh huh. We said Tempanito, we said Coral Reef, we said Ohana, we said Beer Garden, right? Uh-huh. And we stopped there. Here's one that nobody thinks about. And I may be the only one in our group that ever got to experience this. My kids were mesmerized, were chilled out, and were ready to actually partake and have fun um, in, in everything that was going on. And it, 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 I was able to have a conversation with my wife. I didn't have to worry about my kids. If you're in downtown Disney... And you're looking for a place to eat with your kids mm-hmm. where they will chill out 
where they will be interested in something else that's going on instead of aggravating the hell out of you, uh, I would recommend Raglan Road. Yeah. Now, you're going to say Irish pub. What kind of food? Well, for the most part, it's somewhat Americanized, so there's a lot of different choices from sirloin steaks and potatoes to hamburgers and whatnot. But there are, you know, the bangers and mash and the, uh, oh, what the hell is the other thing? The, you know, standard shepherd's pie and these mm -hmm. different types of things. So there's a lot of, like, Irish dishes mm -hmm. that you can choose from if, 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 you're, if you're willing to, to try. And I, I mean, everything, I've, I always eat whatever the country has. So I, 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 I thought everything was great. I never had a bad meal. And uh, with all the dancing and all the music going on and everything that goes on the entire time, the entire time you're there, there's music being played, live music. There's dancing, you know, um, and uh, the kids are allowed to go and, and dance. Mm -hmm. So it's a very similar to Beer Garden. The only difference is in Beer Garden, they're kind of corralled mm -hmm. and they can't go and disturb somebody else. And at Raglan Road, they would have to actually be dancing outside your table, which is cool until they start making their way to another table. So um, other than that, uh, I would say it's great. And, and you know, the uh, obviously there's just an assortment of, uh, of of cocktails that you can choose from there because that's what those places pride themselves on. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's their big uh, that's their big moneymaker. So I, I would definitely put that in there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you know this, but uh, this means that uh, it's time to wrap this show up. They probably should have played this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell Kevin that to me. This is like uh, Frank Sinatra sitting at the bar, <laughs> you know, kind of having that one last cocktail. <laughs> For him, Sammy and Dean called it a night. <laughs> So, yeah, I just want to go ahead and thank everybody for listening. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. <laughs> and I want to thank you too, Aaron, for coming out to, uh, to be a part of this. Kevin, uh, come back soon, man. We, we miss you over here. Yeah, the show obviously misses you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need structure and discipline. Otherwise, we, we'll run amok. Uh, but if y'all have any questions or comments, hey, feel free to go ahead and write us. It's uh, magicourway at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook by just simply typing in Magic Our Way in the little search engine things on either one of them. So um, that's really all I have. Aaron, you got anything that you want to close out with? Anything you want to say to everybody out there? No, that's it. Other than a big thank you to you guys for inviting me back. I appreciate it. No, no problem, man. We'll, we'll have you back more often. It's just it, it's a matter of working out that schedule. That's about it. So, uh We'll wrap up here, tell y'all all good night, and uh, we'll see y'all next time.